Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. What up, y'all? T-Bob here from Snaps, presented by FanDuel, your new favorite college football podcast. But I'm here to talk NFL because it is playoff time and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. Trust me, I would know. I've been handing out losing bets all year long on FanDuel, and what I've learned is, look, the app is safe, secure, it's easy to use, okay? They have a ton of great offers, boosts, and more all month long. When you do win, you get paid fast. And the best part is you can really play however you want to play. And I, and I mean that quite literally. If you love futures, those are there for you. If you love to parlay multiple games, that's there for you. If you like same game parlays because you just want to watch one primetime game with a lot of action, a lot of juice, uh, spread, money line, over, unders, totals, player props, everything, live betting. You get to the game late and you want it's all there for you on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. So Try out the same game Parlay Plus while you're there and download FanDuel now, which is now live in Ohio. That's right. If you are signing up for the first time, use the promo code SNAPS for great deals. And what are you waiting for? Download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome in to the vacation edition of Snaps. Look at our guy, Aaron Murray. If you're watching on YouTube.com slash the volume, shout out. Sorry, these shows aren't live this week, but we're a bit all over the place. Uh, huge shout out to Aaron, though, grinding through the vacay. Fresh off of the golf course, wearing the red and black on the golf course as well. I mean, a full-on tiger red Nike hat. Uh, Aaron, how... how what do what do what's the correct way what's the correct golf jargon how am i supposed to ask you like how'd you hit him today or or how were the links what do i need to say <laughs> what'd you score today i shot a nice huh. uh clean 78 which i'm happy about Ooh, uh was great front nine struggled a little bit on the back but but 78's a good day for me so now i can go back after the show uh and and splurge on some some nice adult beverages at the pool so uh, that's where wait we're at. so 
So, so that implies if you had not played well, would you have denied yourself the pleasure of alcohol? You'd be like, sorry, Sharon, I, did, I didn't get it done I on the would've... course today, man. <laughs> Can't have any pina coladas in the Bahamas. Not after I'm shooting an 80 fucking well, four. Uh, 78's awesome. <laughs> well, between that and the fact we lost half our earnings last night on the table. So it was like, if we would have been like a rough night and then a rough day of golfing, then yes, maybe there would be some punishment to have to come about that but the fact that at least i made up for losing half our money last night on the good round of golf i can feel good about sitting back relaxing enjoying some cocktails this afternoon so that's that is where we're at right now now this has also been interesting because does sharon feel the same way this this golf accomplishment feels very personal <laughs> like i don't i don't think that you got any money off of this right so like yeah it maybe made up the difference in your mood but she is still down half of the original profits what, what 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 did she do while you were golfing? Did you have like First a little off, spa day or something? Well, I, no, she went and played some tennis with the ladies. She had some fun oh, playing yeah. some tennis. Listen, Sharon is an attorney, so she can drink with the best of them. So she can True. drink with or without me. And uh, she, she's the elder of the two of us. So she kind of makes the rules. She's actually in the room right now just laughing. Uh, she's not hearing you. She's only hearing me and my idiotic responses to you at the moment. Kind of like, what are you talking about? But uh, at the end of the day, no, we are both in a very good mood. The goal is Damn. to get the money back last night. Like I said, we were up big yes. after the first two yeah. nights, yes. lost half the earnings last night, get those earnings back tonight. That way we can enjoy ourselves tomorrow. Or if not, we're not going to drink our last day. And what do we do uh, when we lose the casino, bro? <laughs> We chase those losses, okay, guys? That is gambling 101. Uh, in all seriousness, mm -hmm. I'm probably supposed to yes. offer some sort of like 1-800 number here because you should not chase your losses. You should gamble for fun and gamble responsibly with the FanDuel Sportsbook app promo code SNAPS. Uh, all right, dude. Very excited to get into today's show. Got a few quick topics to run through. Um, we'll start with a nice little fun one. I know we got a lot of Georgia fans here uh, that, that that listen to the program, Aaron. And uh, A.J. Green retiring from the NFL. One of the best to ever do it, dude. Obviously someone that you had a very close relationship with. Uh, give, give, give us like an A.J. Green, maybe an, an anecdote or a favorite memory. What's what, 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 what do you remember about playing with A.J.? Well, I remember when I was getting recruited to go to Georgia, and my dad, I was doing a little research, like, you know, what does the offensive line look like, what the receivers look like, what the backs look like. And I saw that there was a uh, – we called it an Okie route, or we actually called it a bench route at Georgia. I called it an Okie route there in Kansas City. But it's a, it's a six-step speed out. So AJ, back in high school, was running a six-step speed out. A lot of people remember this. And he's rolling it to the outside. Ball was thrown to the inside. It's a quarterback you're taught to throw that ball to the sideline. He's, as he's breaking out, jumps in midair, turns, contorts his body, and uh, catches it with one hand. So I watched that highlight, and I said, okay, Georgia's got some pretty legit receivers there. Uh, let me take a look at them. And obviously, they had like guys like Ben Jones and this guy and that guy at the offensive line. So I was like, okay, we got offensive linemen. We have one of the best receivers in the country. I, I, I need to consider Georgia. And I get there, and AJ, man, he's, he's just – He's country strong. He's he's long. He's lanky, but but really strong and and and, and like I said, that country strong mentality and just hard to bring down. So it was really good that my first couple of years being able to throw to him, uh, especially my first full season and and just it was always that that comfort of knowing that you had the best receiver in the country one on one and you know what made him you know what him made him and like a guy like Julio Jones so good 
in these pro style systems is you just knew where they were at all times. Like there was, we weren't a part of an offense and it was Alabama where, you know, AJ was in the slot or AJ was in the backfield or AJ was here or there. Like AJ was the Z. So two by two formations, AJ was going to be to the field. Anytime we went to a three by one formation, AJ was going to be the act. So AJ was going to be backside. So I knew as a quarterback, okay, what, how is the defense going to adjust? And it just made it really simple for me. Anytime I got one-on-one, boom, I'm taking my shot with AJ. And, you know, my favorite play for, for, and I posted it yesterday was versus Colorado. We're on the road. Uh, we ended up losing the game, whatever. But it was really, what? I think it was my first touchdown to him. And he's going on the backside. Wait, 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 wait. This is weird. This is weird. No, no, no. I'm saying, when was Colorado good enough in like the post 2010s to beat Georgia? What year was this? I'm so confused. What record did y'all end with that year? This was 2010. Okay. Oh, we okay. were six and seven. We had a losing record. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were okay, very okay, good. Okay, we were okay, not okay, very there good. We go. This was. This was the year AJ was suspended for the first four games because of the signing the jersey. <laughs> so this was his first game back. So AJ comes back. We're one and three. We won our first game, but then we lost to South Carolina, Arkansas, Mississippi State. So we're one and three at the time. And we go up to Colorado. And it was our you know, AJ first red, red it was our first red zone opportunity with AJ. So I'm like, okay, let's this let's 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 pop this cherry a little bit, get AJ's first touchdown of the season, get us feeling pretty good. And I threw an ugly duck of a back shoulder. I mean, the thing was like wobbling, shoot it down kind of throw. And AJ jumps up, snags it with one hand. And I'm like, my God, like I have missed you so much for four, <laughs> four games to start the season. And then, you know, we lost the game, but, you know, kind of then, you know, we were one and four, but we knew like, okay, AJ. Oh, did we lose Aaron? I think we might have lost Aaron. And he's gone. One and four to finish six and seven. Okay, dude, they finished. So, oh, dude, please, Brum, do you have your phone with you? Can you take a picture of this? Um, oh, no, I'm on it right now. Okay, I, I, I will as well, just so we uh, maximize. Yeah, that's a screen grab right there. All right, dude, I, I can just keep doing the show, Brum. You want me to just keep doing the show? Yeah, keep doing the show because we're obviously just going to leave this in. Uh, okay, perfect. I agree. So I will, um, and shout out if you're listening on podcast. Also, this is definitely the, the thumbnail, by it. the way. Uh, yes, it should be the thumbnail. Wait, hold on. How can I do a face? It's going to kind of match this. Uh, we'll see. Uh, okay. I will get back to my favorite AJ Green memory because it mainly uh, circles around LSU beating Georgia, which I thoroughly enjoyed. But okay, let's let's start with something else that caught my eye this morning and it's interesting bro so i do a morning radio show so a lot of times oh top some... 10 show in the morning show in the country oh that's right i even forgot to brag on that that's right off the bench shout out well top 10 morning show in the country sounds great technically top 10 mid-market locals morning sports talk show but yeah hell yeah dude yeah dude, 13 11 now number 10 in the country uh but but you know doing the morning show a lot of times you'll get like a little um a little story that maybe starts to roll downhill and you start to explore it and we'll see where it eventually goes. I don't know yet where this story is going to end, but there was a post um, from Tom Mars, who is a lawyer that works for the Wall Street Journal, uh, about a new NCAA rule, a new bylaw that the NCAA has kind of put into place, kind of under the radar a bit here. And it just, well, I, I, think, it, I think it calls to mind some interesting... Um, 
interesting reflection upon the current state of the NCAA. So Tom tweets, in case you missed it, new NCAA bylaw 19 allows the committee on infractions. Oh, oh, we got Aaron back. Aaron, what's up, man? Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Yes. Okay. I know, okay. It, it sounds like you've moved on from the AJ Green, but it I don't know, boys. I don't know. Hold on. We may have to pause. Aaron's internet appears to be uh, failing us. Damn Bahamans. Um, God, why does the Caribbean have American infrastructure? Yeah, what the hell, dude? Thanks a lot, uh, colonialism. <laughs> That's that's actually that's actually really good, bro. Uh, that's is that as good though? So I do live reads for a plumbing company, and today do you like start with like a of, fake flushing sound effect? Uh, no, but today like a bolt of lightning, uh, the line came out of my mouth. If you overstink it, don't overthink it. That's and, amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, come on, dude. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes genius strikes. Okay, so back to the new bylaw. No, uh, let's wait on Aaron. I have a question. Is it oh, yeah, hit me up. three th- worst things you can do in a public scenario? Is it it's overflow a toilet at someone's home, correct? Yes. I, I once, um, so I was neighbors. Do you remember Jesse Tuggle, the old great Atlanta Falcon? Jesse the Hammer Tuggle. I'm, I'm aware of the name, but nothing else, yes. Uh, I was neighbors with him, and me and his son Justin used to play together all the time, and by far the most embarrassing uh, – uh, overflowing that I ever had. I mean, sometimes you'll clog a toilet and it's bad because you'll have to go to the person and be like, do you have a plunger? Do you have a plunger? Yes. No, 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 no. This thing. And also as a little kid. So I think I just kept like scare flushing. You know how, when yes. you're like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. And you just freaked out. You just keep trying to flush, hoping somehow it's going to fix itself. So I legitimately made it overflow to the point where the entire bathroom was covered in water and, floating pieces of my shit and jesse the hammer tuggle had to clean it up uh that was that was like a 10 or 11 probably yep um it was awful it was awful i will i will never forget it also having a shit in a bar bathroom without a door is awful as well aaron what's up dude we got you back are you okay? You look a little. Speaking perturbed. of having to get shit without a door, I'm got to, I was just thinking about you. You having to poop without a door. Did you know? I think was it. Is it Tennessee? I think it's Tennessee Stadium that the locker rooms for the visitors have no doors where the yeah. toilets are. Yeah, Mississippi State used to have yeah. that as well, and it would infuriate me. It would yeah. literally make me like it. It, it was. It was all. It, was a bad move by them because it made me want to beat their ass even more. Like that's my one moment of solace before the game starts where I could read a little game of Thrones, start to get my mind right. And no, now I got to stare at everybody. Mm -hmm. Oh, I hate it. I loathe it. Um, So, so two things on that one, there was nothing worse than having to walk by all the offensive linemen going to the bathroom (laughs) before the game. There's no doors. That was very disturbing. And then right now, we're at this five-star resort in the Bahamas. Oh yeah, get resort. him! And the 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 bathroom. There's the the bathroom, and then there's the door to the restroom, the toilet, and it's yeah. it's it's glass. You can see right through it. 
So I'm just like, I'm sitting there going to the bathroom and Sharon's like doing her hair. I'm just like, this is, I'm just, I'm thank God we're married. It was like, how are you supposed to go on a date with someone if you get this room and it's just straight glass? I just, I'm like, what are we doing here? Why well, start resort? I mean, like, come on, a little privacy. If you're, going, if you're going on a date with someone at that hotel at that point, y'all are there to bang, right? It's, it's less a date and more of like a, hey, Let's yeah, go have sex still. at this awesome resort. And at that point, if if it's already kind of casual sex, we're not fully comfortable with each other. You're you're she's not going to be getting ready while you're shitting at the same time. I, I feel you that it may not be ideal, but um, there are look. Yeah, no, do I need I, to show I, I, you the room so you get a feel for this? It's it's wide open. No, Everything's do not wide move. Open. Do no not hiding. move. Your your do service not. is working. You are not allowed to move. Okay, <laughs> okay. okay, real quick, real quick. So so we can let Aaron get back to vacation. Um, Aaron, I can't remember exactly where you cut off in the story. You threw the duck against Colorado. You had lost. Oh, y'all were one in four at the time, but you had AJ back. How did finish? Yes. Yeah, finished great, man. He went on and had a great end of the season, and uh, you know, between that, I remember I threw a screen pass to AJ. It was just a, a, a quick bubble screen to the Z option to hand it off or option to throw it. If I had any, if it was like seven yards or more of, of, of coverage or essentially cushion from the DB, I'm going to give it to AJ. And obviously we're playing Vanderbilt, so they're going to give AJ some cushion. And I threw it out to him. He stiffed on the DB, stiffed on the safety and ran for a 70 yard touchdown. I'm like, man, this is like, this is too easy. Like this shouldn't be allowed. Like to be able to throw a, a essentially a ball that was behind the line of scrimmage and it turned to a 70-yard touchdown, was the easiest thing in the world. Like, his body style and Julio Jones, those, like, 6'4", 6'5", guys, um, that was the game. That was a pro-style game, man. You just put those guys in those two spots. If you got your one-on-one, boom, you take it. And it's just been interesting to see how the game has evolved. And now, you know, you don't need that 6'4", 6'5", guy as much. I still think most quarterbacks like the bigger receivers across the middle. But you are seeing more of, like, the 5'10", the 6'1", four three low four four guy guy you can move around put in the backfield so um you know both of them obviously had their moments in this new style of offenses in the nfl but you know their game was really meant for that 2005 to 2016 2017 kind of run of pro style offenses j lab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are perfect for calls listening to podcasts and working out they are built for every single moment JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLab joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order, visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's 
award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bowl flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, we are all uh, products of our generation. My favorite AJ Green catch was when he mossed uh, my guy uh, Chris Mitchell in the corner of the end zone with like, I don't know, like 30 seconds left in the game, and it looked like Georgia was going to beat LSU in Athens. Absolutely brutal, 2009. And then after a celebration penalty because, I mean, it was egregious the amount of celebrating that Georgia did after the touchdown. We got a nice little kickoff, get set up at the 50, and then SEC Honorable Mention starting center T-Bob Bear pancakes Rennie Curran for a walk-off 50-yard touchdown run. Gotta love it, dude. How about Les Miles, too? We're starting to drive to try to kick a field goal with, like, two minutes left. We maybe have one timeout, and we called a zone read first play. And then it went for a 50-yard touchdown. <laughs> oh! Oh! Oh, what a game. Uh, what a game. Not um, not yeah, less. Okay, now, Aaron, I already did set up on um, the, what we're about to get into. This is that bylaw that I was talking about, folks, that that, that it was kind of uncovered this morning. The NCAA just pushed through. New NCAA bylaw 19 allows the Committee on Infractions to immediately punish a school or coach with no right to appeal in any infractions if their lawyer declines to let the enforcement staff rummage through the lawyer's confidential emails, text messages, or phone records. Um, no lawyer is ever going to allow this. I, I don't. I, so this confuses me on a few fronts, but I'll get to the big picture very quickly. First off, again, I don't know how you uh, enforce anything around NIL right now. It's a patchwork of state laws. There's no, um, like, how do you prove yeah. that something is inducement in recruiting versus paying someone for their image? Because you can pay a high school kid for his image and then be like, oh, and then he happened to choose my school. I have no idea who did that. No lawyer will ever agree to having their confidential emails, text messages, and phone records uh, rummaged through. Like, this is yeah. ridiculous. Like, this bylaw in and of itself is unenforceable. And that idea of being unenforceable to me calls a bigger question of what can the NCAA actually enforce nowadays? Which then calls into question, did Mark Emmert 
break the NCAA with how he ushered it in to this new era. And and, and the reason why I say that, remember, uh, Mark Emmert had a very deliberate strategy of I am not going to head NIL off, right? We are going to let it pass. There's too much um, legal momentum against us. Of course, Justice Kavanaugh a couple of years ago wrote that letter talking about how, you know, in any other American industry, the NCAA model would be like flatly illegal, et cetera, et cetera. And there's all kind of antitrust, um, yeah. antitrust threats coming in constantly. But I don't think that that means that nothing could have been done, right? I think a more forward-thinking leader um, could have ushered in a soft landing for NIL. Instead of just ignoring it completely, maybe you create some NIL guidelines to help state lawmakers as they try to litigate all of this. Instead, you went with the full Wild West approach and... Well, we see what has happened, right? The landscape of college football is unlike anything we've ever seen. It's completely absurd. And there's no real path back. Like, that's the craziest part about all this. Like, the momentum is such that I don't ever think it's going to be fixed. Like, the haves, the rich are only going to get richer here. And it's like, okay, well, why did Emmert do that? And the only thing that I can imagine is that he was maybe hoping that, because he knows that federal help is needed, federal litigation from Congress. I think he wanted the chaos to cause so much controversy and anger that in that chaos, uh, people would be like, oh, you know, that there would be enough momentum to get Congress to act on this. And unfortunately, I just don't think that strategy has played out at all. Instead, you now have an NCAA that is as pointless as ever. I mean, they put on championships, but they cannot enforce any rules. And the rules are such that you don't even know what to enforce because it's all dependent on state law. It's just Mark Emmert, like, I don't know. I just wonder five, 10 years down the road, we look back on what it is. I I wonder what his legacy will be because where we sit here today, it looks like he's just completely neutered and declawed an organization that maybe should have been neutered and declawed quite honestly, but I don't think it was intent, but, but it just feels like he completely dropped the ball in trying to stay ahead of these changing times. No, he did. And it, it is definitely, I would say, not very respected. I think that's the basic thing of the day. Like, if NSA does try to come out with some sort of mandate or law or punishment, it's kind of at the point like it's laughed about. Like, really, you're really going to come at, at us now for everything? So, I think that's where the NSA has gone to because of especially this NIL thing. It, it's laughable. It really is. It needs to be kind of ripped apart or moved on from uh, at this point. So, we'll see what happens when new leadership comes into play, I believe, this summer with what direction they want to head into. But to, to, to to essentially feel like, okay, we're going to allow this to get to where it is now in hopes of federal, you know, some sort of federal mandate to, to, to get involved with this thing, I think is naive. There's too many other problems going on across the country right now yeah. to think that they're yeah. going to really care about our, our 18 to 22 year old kids making money. Is it fair? Is it not fair? Like that, who cares at that point? So to me, I also don't think you could have looked at it in the future because the biggest problem with NIL is the way some of these collectives are run and, and, and them being involved for this, you know, supposed play for play aspect of the whole situation. But you, I, I just don't think any of us envisioned it to get to that point. Like we worried about, you know, maybe boosters. We worried about um, maybe enough local mom and pop shops giving deals to players. Like maybe that could have been an issue down the line, but like nothing to me was going to be, you know, essentially a group of people coming together to put $13 million into a collective to offer a, a, a four-star quarterback. 
Like I, 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 to me, I never saw that happening. And maybe I was in the position to have to force myself to think about that in ways this thing could turn to pay for play. But I don't know. The more that I discuss it, I know I'm the, the salty old man that wants to go back to the days of just playing football and having pride for playing for university and enjoying playing college football and the money will come later. I think right now, like, I don't think we're in like, like that bad of a spot. Like no, we have some no. hiccups. The Florida thing was a hiccup, but at the moment right now, like, I don't think like the college, like to me, when people say the college game is ruined, I think that is silly. It's not ruined. People still love it. So people still watch it. It's still entertaining. It's different. It's evolving. The kids are getting paid, which they should. Some of it's sketchy as hell, yes. But I think right now the college football game is in a great spot. I just think at the end of the day, to me, like I said a few minutes ago, the NCAA as a whole is in a bad spot because I don't think they're respected by players, by coaches, by fans. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the problem we lie with. No, like the NCAA feels like an organization that is doomed to die here um, within the next 10 years, potentially. Uh, or yeah. at least maybe like football breaks out or something, right? Um I'm not worried about players being paid and, and even the Rashada thing, right? 13 million is an extreme number. But like Brum pointed out yesterday, you know, there's a pretty significant clause in there where Florida's like, we can cancel the deal whenever we want for whatever reason we want. So it was kind of a fake number in a lot of ways anyway. The only thing that concerns me yep. about the current setting is I am worried about a concentration of power, right? Like a, a furthering of the richest getting richer and then everybody else being forced away around the edges but that's only stuff that'll tell over time uh and the final object for today real quickly here uh brian ferentz was in the news yesterday if you don't know him he is the iowa offensive coordinator the son of kirk ferentz and it's just funny because if you watched iowa last year you know that their offense was absolutely putrid and then you read the article or the headline and you see that brian ferentz got a pay cut to eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars which is wild to think about that the man mm. who just turned out an offense that with a senior quarterback averaged 17 points a game, good for 123 out of 131 nationally, is making nearly a million dollars a year. And he's also the head coach's son. Now, I'm a beneficiary of nepotism, so I get it, man. Um, human beings love nepotism. It's kind of what our entire world is built off of. But Brian Prince making 850,000, even after the pay cut, making 850K to coach offense is objectively uh, pretty wild. Yeah, to to be one of the worst offenses in the country. And I just, the, the, to me, the funny thing is the bonus structure of, hey, we're yeah. 123rd, but you will get a bonus on uh, your new contract if you get us just to like 85th in the country. Like just 85th, still way down there on the list of, of, of offenses that are competitive. Uh, that's all you need to get to. Um, Nepotism, man. You are the you are the prime example of it, Devo. You know it better than us, like you just said. So uh and good for him, man. To, to hey. know that I could I could go to a place like Iowa, have decent talent, have decent talent, score in in in, in only not even get twenty points per game and still get eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars per year, uh just makes me continue to regret the profession I'm in possibly and understand that man, I could just go be way below average and get almost a million dollars per year. So the real nepotistic angle here is that so while Kirk Fritz has like this 10-year deal, Brian Fritz had a rolling two-year deal where every two years the it just gets automatically re-upped. So along with the pay cut, they actually put the rolling deal on pause. So 
by July 2024, that does not automatically renew unless they average 25 a game and go to a bowl game, which, as you said, 25 a game is such a hilariously low bar to average, uh, especially in modern college football. I mean, Arkansas uh, State, 81st. They're basically telling Brian French, look, man, hey, listen, son, if you want if you want this deal again, if you want us to continue to pay you a million dollars a year, you need to do better than 30% of your peers, okay? If you can break that 30, it's like he's a, he's like he's a, a hitter hitting for average. If he can break that 300 mark, then, uh, well, then you can get back in there. Um, but you also have to make a, a bowl game. We didn't say that. So, hey, but you know what, Aaron? Don't come after nepotism, okay? Why are there so many presidents with sons or family members? Every single king, every blood monarchy was built on nepotism, okay? And I'm not so sure about this democracy thing anyway. Like, do you trust the average person? I don't. I mean, I think I think on the whole, like on the macro, I think people are kind of stupid. And yeah, I think I think I think we had monarchal <laughs> blood infused nepotistic rule a lot longer than this weird little democratic experiment we're in. No, give me nepotism or give me death. Because you know what? Look, Brian French was not always as bad as last year. Okay. In fact, um Yes he was. Mm, no, 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 no. Look at this. Look at yes, this. Yes. No, no, yeah, I guess they, I am actually been dead for a while. No. Oh, no. In 2020, in 2020, they were second in the Big Ten in points per game. They averaged 31-8. Now, that was also the year where I think Iowa got up to second in the country and forced like 7,000 turnovers. But in 2018, they were fourth in the Big Ten, over 31 points a game. So how's that, Aaron? Suck it. Brian French is the man. I mean, you've had two. I'm just saying. You've had two straight years now of under 25 points per game. 2021, 21 points per game. And then obviously 2022, or 20, excuse me, 2023 20, points per game, 2022, 17.7 points per game. So right now, if we kind of predict ahead to next year, does he hit the 25 point per game mark? I'm Easily. saying no. Yeah, he finally got no, rid of Spencer Petras. No. Spencer was dragging him down, dude. He's got a real quarterback now. Who's the Iowa quarterback? Does anybody know? From it's uh, Cade McNamara, right? Yeah, see, exactly. Bam. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah. Wow, Cade yeah. McNamara. Yeah. The gem, the gem of the transfer portal, Cade McNamara. Yeah. Oh, wasn't it? Wasn't the Michigan defense? It was Cade McNamara that led Michigan okay. to the playoffs. Okay, okay, ago. okay. How about this, so, Aaron? Yeah, How about you this, got Aaron? Your savior. Out out of everybody in the portal, there's only one quarterback that has played in a playoff game. Okay, only one quarterback led his team to play. One Devin Leary. It won yeah. Sam. And he balled out in that playoff Martin. game too, T-Bob. Yeah, McNamara did. I remember. He had like 100 yards, dude. Just wait. About to get that thing to 150 yeah, uh, yeah. next and year. And pounced. Um, all right. Well, that'll do it for today's show. Aaron, thank you so much. We'll let you go back to your wonderful wife. Um, tell her that I'm very happy for her that you played golf well, so she's allowed to drink. That's great. Um, I think y'all are going to have a great time. A uh, huge thank you to Ryan Brumley, Paul Ferry, to Pat Gunner, and Danny Carnes. Thanks for sticking around. If you're listening to all this uh, kind of a technical difficulty madness, we are back. Set up the off skin. Good to go. And again, don't know when these things will be dropping during the week. We're going to try to bring you uh, one or two more. We'll see. Uh, thank you so much, FanDuel, the volume. And we'll be back uh, tomorrow with a brand new episode of, or actually, we'll be back sometime with a brand new episode of Snaps. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A A podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.